week is done. The show's already going, like, podcast-wise. Now we're live. So, fuck it. Let's do... Wow. So today was supposed to be Bone Tomahawk for from 2015, but instead I, I watched all three of the S. Craig Zoller. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing your last name. Zoller looks like the obvious conclusion as far as pronunciation, but... I watched all three of them in the course of a week, and I've already seen Drag Across Concrete, Concrete, but I rewatched it. I hate that title, by the way. It, it's clumsy. Dragged Across Concrete. It is clumsy. It's hard to say. But it's rough. It is. It's just rough. It's a good representation for what it is, although I think it's a better title for uh, Brawl and Cell Block 99. It's because of what he does to the right. Asian dude. But... <laughs> Today, we're going to review all three in rank, all three of the S. Craig Zoller movies. And you know what that means? It's time for our intro. Where is it? There we go. Hello! Citizens, welcome to Hollywood is Dead, episode 146 for the S. Craig Zoller movies. I'm Phoenix West. Tick, tick, it. So, should we go in order of the movies, or should I go off my rankings? Because my episode will start with the worst first. I feel like the ranking matches the release dates for me. I prefer Bone Tomahawk. I like um, both... Cell Block, Brawl and Cell Block 99 and Drag Across Concrete, but I think I like Brawl more than Drag Across Concrete, so I'm, I'm going to put them in release order. Well, let's go let's go, it's opposite release then. So let's start with my For least you? favorite of the three, which is Drag Across Concrete. Look at the background. Um, We're going to start with that one, I guess, just because it, it's this movie is two hours and 36, 38 minutes, something like that. That is that is the thing with this guy. He likes long, drawn-out movies. And they're rough. I mean, these are like, these aren't nice, long, drawn-out movies. No. These are hard, It's not Lord of the Rings. Edged. No, these are like, <laughs> people die horribly, and they do horrible things to each other, and you get to see it in graphic detail. Yes. These are not nice movies. They're very hard. They're very rough. The problem with this movie... Dragon Cross Concrete is the perfect title. Yeah. It's just hard to say. Dragon Cross... Like, it's hard... I don't know. They clumsy into each other. But anyway, this movie, two hours, 39 minutes, according to IMDb. But... This movie does suffer from the fact that I've seen the other two, so I'm re-watching this going, all right, they're going to talk for a long time right now, and nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen his other two movies. He, he delays. He's a really good at delaying the violence until that final mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes. Every once in a while, he'll have a little bit in yep. there, but it's going to be long conversations, random dialogue. I'm not making fun of the guy or putting him down at all. I'm just saying... This was the movie that made me realize it was a little predictable because I'm like, nothing's going to happen right now. Yeah, nothing's going to happen in this scene right. either. Maybe something in this one. And then, oh, there we go. Okay, a little something. And then nothing in this one. And it was kind of like, I kind of was seeing through the matrix, if you will. And I was seeing the formula. 
more than I was the movie itself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think, I wasn't oh, thinking about the first time I watched it. This is my second time watching this one. Right. Well, Dragon Across Concrete, they have more of those kind of vignette moments where you're like, does this have anything to do with the movie? No. And then you realize, <laughs> oh, it does. Well, it does because it comes into play later. It's just you're seeing a day out of the life of a character that's going to be executed in about 20 minutes. Yes, but also there is like stuff to... that doesn't matter, like uh, Vince Vaughn's wife or girlfriend and all the setting right. up his well, relationship. And, and, yeah, it, I'm not right, saying I'm not right, saying it's and pointless it, and I didn't even I'm not even saying I didn't enjoy watching it. I'm just saying really overall if you if they cut that, I yeah. wouldn't I was I wasn't really thinking about it. But I well, I no, for I, one I, I think the only reason Go ahead. Well, I was going to say the, the only reason for the for that uh, character for the the fiance it's for the ending because just the whole, yeah. which just makes it worse. Yes. Like I, I just this whole movie is so depressing. Yes. Where Vince Vaughn's like, yeah, I proposed to her, I left the message. He gets shot, he's dying, and he goes, well, at least I can hear her voice one last time. And basically, the last time he hears his, his fiance's voice is basically saying, Breaking up I don't want to marry you. And yeah. I don't think we should. We should basically yeah. see other people. <laughs> we should be done with each other. And he's like, well, what's the answer I wanted? That was but not the voicemail I wanted to guys. hear. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. Mel Gibson like, goes, shit. do you want me to break the phone? He goes, yeah. <laughs> Throws yeah. it. <laughs> no. That, and then, and then he, he dies because that hostage shoots him because it's a trick. Because the the hostage has to crawl out there with a gun. She shoots Vince Vaughn and basically kills Vince Vaughn. Yes. Because they told her if she didn't, they'd kill her whole family. With her bare ass and, and genitals hanging out in the open. Crawling, yeah. literally dragging herself across the concrete. It's, it's, oh, the, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a slow... And I knew it was coming the yeah. second time I watched it. So I had to sit there and watch this woman just drag... Because it goes on for five minutes. Where Vince Vaughn is the one egging her on. Like, come on, you're almost there, sweetie. Like, you're doing so well. He's like... Cause he's a cop like deep down. He, you know, yeah. even though they're in this criminal activity, he's a cop. So he's just get like, come on, you can do it. You're doing so well. He's hush is negotiating. Like, like, come on, you're going to get out of there. Don't worry. You're going to get out. Come on. You're going so well. Uh, and then she just goes, <laughs> pulls a gun and shoots him. And Mel Gibson, by the way, spoilers for all three of these movies. Definitely watch all three of them. Everybody this is on Netflix. Yes. The other two are on Hulu. Um, that's where I watch these three. No, but I, when I mentioned the the uh, the, the runtime, it doesn't bother me. I'm just saying, as an as a, a casual audience, I would imagine this stuff would be very very long for them because it is so drawn out. But I I enjoyed that. I'm I'm on like what you said earlier. It's all important later. And it reminds yeah. me of a different director who does that now, and I don't appreciate it. And I'll play a clip from one of his movies that just is just drawing it out for drawing it out's sake, which I don't think that uh, Zoller's doing. But you know who does do that? Oh, I know where this is going. I know, I know where this is going. What we had him looking like. Everybody helpfully pointed out how the heroin was actually coming through my breast milk. But... Mm-hmm. Is that what you thought I was oh, going to play? That's- 
thought you were going to put it in The Last Jedi. The, the, no. The, the Jedi. The no, Jedi that would have been a good one. But no, I, I'm i being genuine. That re, it reminds me of a, a filmmaker I really Walt do enjoy, but his last few movies have just been drawn out, boring, like, blaz. Like I, I didn't even bother with Phantom Thread. Yeah. I people hated the master. I liked it because it was drawn out and it didn't really go anywhere. But I was fine mm-hmm. with that. I was completely fine with that. I want to fart in, in your face. Inherent your Inherent face. Vice was the movie that was like, oh, this is too far for even me. Like, none that, of this is adding up together. Yeah. I was like, I I yeah, like the idea of this movie, but I just can't finish. I never even finished it. Yeah. So. I need the I need to sit I down and watch it, but. Maybe you should choose this on force too. Uncle Pancakes, Uncle Pancakes. Josh Brolin loving pancakes by a Japanese man. No idea. Great pancakes. Uncle Pancakes. Because it's a it's a storyline that seems right up my alley, but I start watching it and I'm like, oh my god, fuck this. It's so yeah, boring. It's, it's hard. It's a tough <laughs> one. Inherent Vice is hard. It's but it's based on the what Thomas Pynchon novel, and he's just he's a fucking freak show. He's like that the whole like, oh, He's like William Burroughs bullshit, like heroin chic. Right oh, like everything is bullshit. Is he the? It, it's, uh, it's all hallucinogenic. You gotta take drugs to understand the world. Nonsense. It's just like I'm away. I hate the the counterculture Timothy Leary bullshit. But um, you know who this who this guy oh. reminds me of, and who I think William S. Burroughs S. Craig Zoller. <laughs> no, no, not him. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of the S. Uh, yes. No, so Soller. Phoenix S. West. I think Soller is the more. He's what Rob Zombie wishes he could be. Hey, I can see that. No, that's a good. Because Rob Zombie wants to do all these Grindhouse movies. Specifically his Halloween movies and his. Yeah. And he yeah. achieved it with one movie. That's... He did one movie that really worked for what he was going for, and he never right, got yeah. back to there again. He tries to do it, and it's just his dialogue and his. He's getting, he can't, he can't write the scripts. Yeah. He needs to have somebody else write the scripts. He can direct it. He's a better director than he is a writer, I think. Like Rob Zombie. Yeah. But Zoll, uh, this guy's a good writer and director, and his movies do, I think, what Rob Zombie wants to do. And I feel like they're in the same vein, he, even though these, are, these aren't horror movies, but they feel like horror movies because they're so fucking dark, and they're just, like, violent, and there's no hope in these movies. Um, Especially, um, in, in, well, there's hope. Uh, I'm yeah, not, thank there, you. There's hope, but but it's, it comes at the very end, and it's very bleak. Yes, but it but it does. But it is Dragon Across Concrete has a happy ending, and so does all the other movies to a degree. There's a happy ending. But it, I, I personally, I think his is more. Let's do a realistic version of a happy ending. And this right. is my world's version of a happy ending. Where in this movie, you know, again, I said spoiler. Um, they all fight over this gold. There's an awesome shootout <clears throat> that lasts like 45 minutes with the van. Yeah. With these vague yeah. characters. You don't even see their faces, some of them. There's two guys you don't even see. No. And you never do. I had to look up on IMDb who the fuck they are. And I'm like, oh, he, it was him. <laughs> I had no idea. But Yeah. They're like real actors. Yeah. It's kind of funny. And I could tell him the voice. I'm like, God, I recognize that voice. But he's like the guy with the silencer uh, semi-automatic, and he's shooting everyone just just to get money to buy this van, which gets tipped over 30 seconds in the use, which I thought was so funny. And that's I think that's Craig uh, Craig Zeller's like 
weird sense of humor, which is the character yeah. spent so much time with that van. Remember that long scene where he's checking it out, like checking, make sure it's bulletproof yeah. and he goes inside and he's like, if this doesn't work, you're fucking dead. <laughs> and then he gets in the van and they yeah. back up and then immediately he gets hit and it falls over on its side and none of that matters because <laughs> he dies right yeah. away. Like as soon as he pops his head out, he gets yeah. shot in the head by Mel Gibson. He's dead. It doesn't matter. And that's kind of yeah. like his weird sense of humor yeah. in all three of these movies is he builds up so much and so much and so much. And then it's like, it's over moving on. Yeah. But it's not a waste of time. at the same time. Like it, it still matters to the overall plot. Like Mel Gibson still matters in that point, even though he dies later, but you're still like, right. Cause at that point he's doing it for his family and that, that stuff is well set up. Um, what was I getting to? Uh, the endings, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got so sidetracked right there. Um, the end. Oh, the happy ending, which is the realistic version of that is he just gets the gold. The 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 main character, uh, not the main character, the main other guy from the crew. Uh, uh, was it Tory Kittles? Not Michael it, J. White. Yeah, Michael J. White dies, yeah, but Tory, Tory Kittles, who's yeah. fantastic in this movie. He's just like, yes, he, is. he has cool. such a calm presence in the movie, no matter what's going on. And I'm like, God, I love this guy. <laughs> when he has the white face on with Michael Jai White, it is so fucking funny. They're scrubbing themselves, knowing, oh, sorry, I'm all over the place. It, it's, not a, it's not a great movie, but it definitely is worthwhile. Because there's a whole bank robbing sequence yeah. with... there's. <laughs> They do 20 minutes of Jennifer Carpenter getting ready and going back to work with her after she's done with maternity leave. <laughs> and then her husband's like, yeah, you got to go. Yeah. You just got to go back to work. You've, we can't, you have to go. We need money. He needs formula and blah, blah, blah. And she finally gets on the bus and goes, just goes to work finally. And then immediately gets shot in the fucking head. And then <laughs> like violently, violently, like she, not only does she get, not only does she die, but she gets shot. Give this to my baby. Do <laughs> the baby. Boom. Head gone. I mean, they blast her fucking face off. I mean, it, it's it's amazing. The violence in his movies are very, very graphic. I want to know but how long of screen time this takes violence. up. I'm curious. Because, okay. It's quite a bit. Yeah. It's about 20 minutes. I wouldn't. I'd say. Because they go to the bank and she's going through like her day. We're following her for her whole time there. It's a long sequence. Yeah, it's. I had the video. And he works with the same people too, because all, all these actors are in all these movies. Jennifer Carpenter is in this one. She's also in um, Brawl in '99. Yeah, Cellblock '99. It's it's an actress I can't fucking stand because of her roles and yeah. stuff. Not so much her herself. Dexter. Dexter, yeah, Dexter. I fucking hate her. Oh. Dexter. I remember Jansen was like, I couldn't stand what they did to Deb. I'm like, when I watched that show originally, I literally, I was like, yes, finally, she's fucking dead. I hated her. Anthony Michael. My video for Dread Across Concrete is not working, but anyway, um, yeah, they kill her so violently. And then uh, the guy I was talking about, the the uh, Tori Kittles, he goes and the, him and Michael uh, J White are driving. Michael J. White's driving, and then the other guy's in the passenger seat. And I, I always say this. I love conversations and scenes where the character knows what's going on without saying it. And they just, you can yeah. see the actor get a chance to, like, process that. 
It's just so much better for the character to just not say it out loud. Because you're watching Tori Kittles and Michael right. J. White just communicate with each other that these guys are going to fucking kill us as soon as we get to our destination. And you can tell they're working on yeah. a plan. So when it starts to happen, you're like, yes, there you go, 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 go. And it doesn't work out that well for Michael J. White, but I don't know. I love that whole scene no. when, they, when they arrive at the, at the locker. Yeah. yeah. And it's a, it's a really good movie. I, I did give this a seven. Yes, it's a well. It's, it's an interesting film. It's just it's one of those movies where you just like you've, if you've seen the other two films like Bone Tomahawk and like I always say Bone Tomahawk would be easier to to get into that into his style because Bone Tomahawk I feel like it's just more accessible, which is kind of odd to say because it's such a dark movie. It's just more accessible movie for the yes. public to watch. No, you're with it's the a western. I would say with the three movies. Bone Tomahawk or this one are going to be more accessible than Brawl. Brawl and Cell Block is... is Brawl's a grindhouse movie. That is a grindhouse movie. Brawl's straight-up grindhouse movie, yeah. Yes. And it's great. I, I love I love Brawl. Brawl's actually really good. Well, and Vince Vaughn is fantastic in that movie. Let's move on to my second movie, my second favorite, my middle one. And surprisingly, it's, Brawl? it's Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk? Really? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved... Brawl in well, Cellblock 99. I didn't expect to. I really didn't. Brawl's but yeah, yeah. I turned... Anyway, Bone Tomahawk. Um, this is the first one I watched this week. I've already seen uh, Drive to Cross Concrete when it came out in 2018. So, I, I, And that's kind of what I was interested in this movie. So I've been waiting for this movie for eight years, like waiting to watch it. And I'm like, I need to watch that because I like Drive to Cross Concrete. And I know I love Kurt Russell in Western. So, and it's just one of those movies that I just kept putting in my back pocket, you know? Just kept not doing it. I watched this when it first came out in the theater, uh, or me and Kyle watched it. We no, we rented it because it was one of those. It was a straight to video, like straight to theaters and on demand at the same time release because it was like an independent at, at the house for the. I think we did the podcast on it too back in the day. We watched it and pod, podded about it. The Midnight with Robert Shaw, twenty fifteen. Sounds about right. Midnight with Robert Shaw. We yeah. podded about it. Yeah. And I I enjoyed it then, and I haven't seen, I mean I haven't really seen it since, but I remember a lot. I've seen, I mean I've seen it off and on since then, like the whole opening with Sid Haig and fucking David, David Arquette, Arquette was pretty yeah. good. I do like that. I do like that opening. That scene's not even that yeah, long, too. On. Like looking no, back, you think just, that scene yeah. was was fifteen minutes? I look, I'm like that was like a four minute scene. That was it. Like that part, and then they right, run, yeah, and that's yeah. a little bit longer. But just that opening. And that's a brutal fucking opening, yeah. too. It lets you know the movie you're in for, and it kind of is like, if you're not into this scene, just stop. Just stop now. And I kind of appreciate exactly. that. It's like yeah, a exactly. it's like a ticket checker outside a club, like, just advising you, like, if you're not into this shit, don't even fucking bother going to this club, man. Because it gets way worse yeah, from here. If you can't handle Sid Haig, <laughs> if you can't handle Sid Haig getting shot in the throat, I ain't going to you're gonna like well, I think it was way worse when David Arquette leans down because Sid Haig's like, yeah, cut that guy's throat. And then David Arquette leans down, and you see right, this yeah, yeah. sawing in his trachea, and the, he takes He's such a long back time back. with it, and he doesn't even kill him. Goes, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There are six major arteries in your head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck you. You don't know that. Well, this movie, I guess... <laughs> This is one of those movies that had, like, 25 different people lined up for it at, given, at any given time because I guess he wrote this movie back in 2007. Yeah. So it took that long for this movie to get made. 
that because I think originally he had like a completely different cast, and Richard Jenkins was hired to be that character, and he dropped out, and then he came back, and Jim Broadbent was going to play that character, but yeah. then uh, uh, he dropped out because he had a schedule yeah. conflict, and then Richard Jenkins came back because Richard Jenkins is great in this movie. He's great, and Love it, it Jenkins, took me so movie. long to realize that was Richard Jenkins. Because the first scene you yeah. see him in, it's in the dark, and he's like asking for soup, and I'm like, "Who's this old man?" And then he goes and he leaves, and then he comes back later. I'm like, "No." I heard the voice. And I'm like, "Oh, this fucking Richard, Richard Jenkins." And my wife's like, "Who?" I'm like, "The dad well, from Alexander Berkeley." <laughs> yeah, the dad from exactly, the dad from Step Brothers. And she's like, "Oh, cause I, have to, I always have to relate someone to a movie she's seen." So, right. I'm always doing the math in my head. Dad, I, Dad, I love you. Fuck you. <laughs> this place is a fucking prison. We're men. We like to shit with the door open. We, I love what you're We've literally done none of that. What, what, so what, what if I, you know, come into the room and I'm just out of the shower and I'm getting my, my, my pubes she are takes hanging out. She, she comes on to me. Wants to ride on the younger buck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. John C. Riley, amazing. He is. Uh, and speaking of uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, um, yeah, he works with them a lot. But uh, uh, my favorite Richard Jenkins movie is definitely a uh, Cabin in the Woods, hands down. But Step Brothers oh, yeah. is is definitely the yeah. second. Um, yeah, I was I was surprised yeah, that it was him. Uh, Matthew yeah. Fox shows up, and I was like, oh, Matthew Fox yes. is in this. Okay, Matthew Fox, <laughs> who's really good in this movie, really and fucking like, good. Wow, and you He's actually, I really like Matthew Fox in this movie. I like but him I, in everything. I, I didn't like Matthew Fox. Really. I didn't. I, I kind of. I can't. I, I don't like him. I uh, the the problems Lost with his character in Lost are not his fault. No, well, shit was a shit. Like shit. he has a small role in Smoke and Aces, and he's so fucking good in that small role. He's like a, he a dorky, yeah, like just trying to impress the guy for some reason. Yeah. It's the guy from Gotham, uh, the, the mayor of yeah. Gotham. Yeah, <laughs> he's like. Nestor Gumbadol. Yeah. He's just trying to impress him for some fucking reason. <laughs> he's got a weird mullet. And then he gets killed so sadly, he just stabs him. He's like, you're okay. You're okay. He does the yeah. the Saving Private Ryan. You're going to die now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a sad what? stabbing. What? What? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I can't watch that scene. But that so. Matthew Fox one is like one step behind that. It's definitely not as effective as the yeah, same part, Ryan, but it is one step behind it. With He's just yeah. like, it's okay. It's okay, man. You're okay. You're cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't tell the guy you're cool so when you're... But it's almost like Drive, the Albert Brooks scene where he cuts uh, Brian Cranston's wrists. It's all done. It's over. It's done. Don't worry about it. You're good to sleep. It's it. It's done. Yeah. It's done. It's over. Don't worry about it. It's over. It's not going to hurt no more. It's over. Um... Bone Tomahawk, it is a very, very good movie. Very well done, and especially well acted. Everyone is incredible in this movie. Yep. And the... Did, did you have a problem with one of two things? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list two things. Let me know if you had a problem with it. Did you have a problem with the tribe? The bad guy tribe, the, the, who they're going up against? Like, Do you think people had a problem? Part B of this is, do you think people would have a problem with it because it's... You know, they had the scene with the guy from Westworld, yeah. the, or, or Doctor Sleep, where he's like, he's an Indian, so he's yeah, like, he, they're he, he not Indians, and yeah, he yeah, really, yeah. really explains that they're not Indians over and over. Yeah. And I was like, I get it. You want to yeah, have like, Indians without them being Indians. I get right, what you're doing, right. 
But like they do you think people or did you have a problem with the en- eventual weird cannibal tribe they had? No, because technically <clears throat> that tribe did exist. Yeah. They they found they re they redid the actual uh, they did, that was a story that came out not too long ago that uh, archaeologists have redone the whistle that they would make because they would put that they they made those whistles but they inserted it in their fucking trachea right well that was the movie that yeah. was for the movie that but one they in, in reality it was just they put in their mouth and used it to scare the shit out of people yeah they take like boars boar trachea. Yeah, and it, it is scary. Like they, they played it and they redid it. And they they 3D printed it. They found out how to do it, and it is scary. So it did exist. These these Indians did exist at one point. I don't know if it, I mean I don't know if they're cannibals, but they were. That was that was just their playbook. You know, they would scare the shit out of you. The psychological you know warfare. You reminded me of a news story I saw on TV where it was they 3D printed a pharaoh's throat tra- like the trachea out of a pharaoh. And they go, oh wow! And they three D and they go in the depth, like we three D printed it and we did this, and it, like this is the most accurate representation of what a pharaoh would sound like. And you hear the audio, and it's like literally, oh, oh, <laughs> so like, that's it. it. No, wait, <laughs> that's it. I'm coming to box. It's the funniest fucking thing. Just I'm a pharaoh. Well, what you like hear that. compared to how long the description right. is is so it's funny. Well, it's anyway. like with Lincoln, they all said Lincoln sounded was very very wimpy. Nasally, it was like. Yeah, I think. How are you? I just want to say Lincoln. Hi. <laughs> He's Napoleon Dynamite. I'm the president. God. Go. Oh. Four seven years ago. God. A house divided cannot stand. God. Oh. I don't want to go to the playoff. To... <laughs> That's what I picture because he's so tall and lanky. I just picture Napoleon Dynamite's voice. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, um, sorry. Continue. Oh, you you didn't have a problem. You don't think people would have a problem? Like I think of people nowadays. Like if this movie were to become a big re-release, you know, I really do think there'd be those stupid fucking articles, those clickbait articles. Oh, I think there were at Native the time. American. Yeah, I think they were at the time. Yeah, I think that happened. <clears throat> sure. Well, I wouldn't doubt it. It's, it's, that's what people are going to do nowadays. And that that was when it was really starting to hit. Was 2015. Yeah, that's when it started. But so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. If, I bet you. I bet you. If you look up an article right now, look up Bone Tomahawk Indian. And I'm sure there'll be a, um, a story that pops about that's racist and whatever. Racist bone tomahawk depicting Indians in such a way is just, it's just ghastly. Ghastly. I was um, so appalled by it. Well, the people, the ones I've seen so far are actually saying it's good that it's, like, it's racist, but not in the way you think. Right. Um, Native American perspectives. Okay, let's look at this. Uh, starring, this is from what uh, redhaircrow.com. It's a Native American oh. website that does movie reviews. Okay. Interesting. Um, deaths were extremely graphic, both visually and audibly, and in, in, in a stark brutality and simplistic way. There's nothing uh, of comedic horror in this film or absurdity or bloodshed for fun. The settling, the reality of their situations were harsh and horrific in the exact sense of the word. And though tagged as horror and genre, I'm not sure it would personally apply. I agree. It's not really a horror, but I get why they would throw that tag on there. Yeah, I would agree, yeah. <clears throat> oh, okay. Perspective. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's been researched and it's uh, statistically, statistically proven that films, though fictional, do influence beliefs and stereotypes about other people and cultures in the majority population, many of whom have actually 
have little personal extended experience with minorities. Sorry, it's justified font, so it's they do that X dash. Mm. It's hard to read. <clears throat> yeah. Um, not just on the job, but not in class and in actual in interpersonal or immersive experiences with minorities. This is one of the strong reasons why they also seem not to see racism or racist activities or attitudes in daily life, even if clearly identified minorities are those from the majority who do or have. That is not on the movie at all. Um, that perspective is what I would believe any review of the film has natives in it, especially if it is a Western of which... Many still set in the European settlers as heroes and any non-Europeans or native as their adversary. Primitive, brutal, or at best a helper, guide, or psychic to whites. That's true. Uh, besides the conversational and confrontational discussions, many of us had in countless times on why showing always showing the, the European perspective of natives. It takes away having natives... Uh, it takes away natives having their own voice, control of their identities, and certainly their cultures, traditions, and beliefs. I don't know if you can really argue with that because it's so true throughout from the beginning of film when they did Westerns. Um, I want to know this movie specifically. It's not talking about even the next paragraph doesn't mention this movie specifically. I think it's in a general, it's Hollywood in general's article. Oh, here we go. Um, they talk about um, Adam Sandler's ridiculous six. Sorry, let me just read the paragraph. Hollywood oh, yeah. filmmakers historically and today continue to reduce natives to stereotypes statistically definitely proven. Uh, uh, to be harmful to them and misinforms yet again a, a generation of non-natives who apathetically or aggressively dis, uh, dismiss native concerns. Adam Sandler's Ridiculous Six, Eli Ross' Green Inferno, Germany's New Win 2 were just a few of many wrong, unethical, and simply simply warrantless, ugly portrayals in the indigenous bone tomahawk has a problem theme in this way as well and deserves discussion. Okay, I'm just curious what, what they thought. Can't really tell them they're wrong and that's their opinion on it, but um, I think they did a good enough job, although it was a little heavy handed for me. Like I mentioned earlier, the guy going, they're not actually native. They're right. like a fucking sub. They're chuds compared to us. Pretty he, much. Yeah. Well, yeah, they are. Basically. He had they're, 15 they're, they're, lines of dialogue saying how they're not yeah. actually native Americans. And he goes, oh, you yeah. white people will say they're the same as us. And I think that was the line where he's going to anyone who bitches about this, just in your white, no. I can yeah. see it being a problem for people who are dumb as shit. Or for people who are actually... This person, whoever wrote this, is, is native and is just sick of seeing natives. I, I can understand that. But I liked the way they looked. I liked the... Because they, they kind of created their own thing. Like the guy had like horns... Yeah on him and they're, they're cannibals and they saw people in half like that fucking scene is brutal and i'll be honest i wasn't it's thinking it's about yeah. natives when i was watching them i was thinking of like like a chud creature like a creature almost yeah more than i was i wasn't thinking about yeah. natives at all so i don't i don't know how accurate well, that's just my opinion on on the uh, controversy that's undoubtedly going to come up when people watch this in the years to come I don't know uh, a movie, uh, a Western movie that all of a sudden they take a man, they cut him in half and cook him and eat him right on screen. I don't even know the if they cooked him. Holy shit! Well, they really went all out on this violence scene here. <laughs> they really went over the top. They 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 didn't mess around with this one. It reminded me of Terrifier, that awful movie. I still haven't seen that. Clown. 
terrifier. It was he basically does the same thing to a woman, but she's naked and he cuts her in half from vag to neck. Like he has her upside down, and he just cuts her in half completely. And it's just like, eh, it's gross. It's like, why am I watching this? Yeah. I hated Terrifier. I'm not going to see the second one because it's like two and a half hours long. I can't do that. I can't sit through. I can do these two and a half hour movies. I can't do that two and a half hour movie with a fucking creepy yeah, clown yeah. killing people graphically for two hours. It's, that's not. It's not a movie to me. Because you don't give a shit about any of the characters, and this, right? Well, I cool. I was like, yeah, I, I was the whole way. I'm like, Kurt Russell better fucking better fucking live through this. Yeah, that's all thing. I was thinking. Yeah, and then when it finally be- became clear he wasn't, I was like, they he better like be Kurt Russell about this, and yeah, he fucking he was. was. Yeah, he kills. We don't even know if he's dead, honestly. You you hear him off screen shooting the rest of the of the the men that are in the cave, but you don't hear him die. You yeah. don't see him die. He could be alive as far that, as we know. He says that wheezing because he got a hole in his lung. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Patrick Wilson, yeah, who had to break his leg and crawl across the desert for two days. And, and that's that's the second part of what I was going to bring up earlier. Is did the did the Native American stuff bother you? And then the part B was, or second part was. Did all of the Patrick Wilson slowly walking through the desert scenes bother you? Because they were starting to get to me. No. And I was fine with them. No, at one but... time, I don't think it did. Yeah, I don't I don't think. If I, if I rewatched it, maybe. Because I know that, okay, I, I, like, I think when I first saw it, you're just like, holy shit, is this like, yeah. you know, what's going on here? Is he going to make it? He's going to be the, he's going to be the Duex Mahi now that saves the day. You know, it's kind of like, wow, okay, I guess he is. And that was supposed to be different actors. Oh, who? DiCaprio? <laughs> no, no Jennifer Carpenter was supposed to be in it. As uh, DiCaprio? Think, uh, oh. Jennifer, uh, no, oh, she God. was supposed to be in this originally. She dropped out. Oh, thank fucking God they got Lily Simmons in there because I, I have a thing for her. Yeah, she was a older Catwoman when they flash forward on Gotham, and ever since then I'm oh, like, oh okay. my dear God, who's that? And then she's like, she's one of those people that if you look up, you're like, oh, she just wants to be naked all the time and doesn't give a fuck. She's just, like just all the time apparently, but I don't know. I like her. I like uh, she's really good in this movie. Very small role in the beginning, and then comes in later when they finally get her, when they finally find her. And she doesn't play like she doesn't play up the damsel in distress thing. She's just kind of like, "Hi guys," <laughs> when they all show yeah. up. She's like, "This sucks. This is hell. Welcome." Right. And then she, the original. She screams original at them cast. for 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 leading uh the four rock thing for Patrick Wilson to follow. She's just mad at them. Starts screaming at him like, "You fucking killed him!" <laughs> so 2012, this was going to be shot. Mm-hmm. Peter Sarsgaard and Jennifer Carpenter were set to play the O'Dwyers, and Timothy Oliphant was going to play John Bruder. Matthew Fox's role. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. Timothy, I could see Oliphant. He did a similar role in a couple things, though. So. Yeah. Well, he's been a cowboy in a lot of stuff. But I I don't know. I, I like this cast better. This cast really worked because it's a good it's a good mixture of really handsome actors who are put in these very brutal positions where they look like shit. And that's always a really good sign. Yes. <laughs> like 
Like David yeah, Arquette looks like shit in this, and he's a handsome dude. Matthew Fox looks fine, and then suddenly he has a hero death, or he sets himself up for a hero death, I should say, where he's like, give me the dynamite and the repeater. And he grabs the gun. He's like, I'm going to take out as many as I can. You guys go ahead and go. And he's like setting himself up for a hero death. He kills zero extra people after he does that. He does nothing else. He immediately gets hit in the head with an axe, with a bone tomahawk, I should say. Yeah. (laughs) Immediately. (laughs) So he has the death that that Patrick Wilson really has in the end, or I guess Kurt Russell has. He has the death. But he has the hero death. Because when they did Kurt Russell's scene, and he's like, leave me the repeater, he does the exact same line. To uh to Richard Jenkins and I'm like oh god here we go <laughs> round two of this and he's like he actually does some damage off screen though it was a good little setup yeah um I did have a little bit of problem but I didn't fast forward with how much walking it was you know mm. I was like okay I got it I understood some of the scenes were a little bit long but I was like I don't know if I would cut them at all I'm not, they weren't annoying long but right. I'm like. Got it. Yeah. Can we please? Uh, yes, he's walking. I understand. <laughs> um, right. It's a it's well, a that, minor it like critique. This. Well, I think because the movie is so violent and graphically violent, you need that breathing time yes. in between, yeah. where like you have those long stretches where it's like we're just you're just relaxing because you don't know what's coming. You don't want to know what's coming. And all of a sudden, boom! The guy gets cut in half and cooked on an open fire. Everything but, is fuck. so fast. Yeah, it is scary. Cause it's it's Richard Jenkins and Kurt Russell, and they're like, and, and Matthew Fox. They're all like, cre- creeping up on this little crevice where it narrows down. And Matthew Fox is like, "You guys stay here. I hold a rock, and if it's you don't hear me from hear from me in thirty seconds, you, you fucking leave." Yeah, and he, they slowly go through it, and he's fine. And then immediately, all hell breaks loose right there. And I love when Patrick Wilson does show up. He looks down and sees all their stuffs there because those guys were in such a hurry to just eat the bodies and take the bodies that they weren't concerned. Yeah. And he goes, I'll have to take the long way. Yeah. And you're thinking as an audience member, or at least I was, I'm like, oh, God, we have to watch him climb up the long way. Because <laughs> we've been watching him walk. But no, they cut. Stop. He's off, he's off yeah. screen for all of that. And you, you just he, he just appears and he gets, you know, starts shooting when Kurt Russell gets killed. And then he actually does save Kurt Russell's life momentarily, but because he's about to shoot him in the, yeah. in the dick. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say one more thing and then we can move on. Um, one of the greatest fake outs I've ever seen in a movie because Patrick Wilson's leg is infected. Uh, Richard Jenkins is uh, chicory is like, we have to take this leg. And Patrick Wilson's like, no, absolutely not. Give me the opium stuff. Take the rest for my wife and leave me a little bit. Keep my fucking leg here. You guys leave. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. And you see Patrick Wilson pass out. And immediately you're like, they're going to take his leg because he's he's asleep already. They might as well. And they even do a wide shot. I can show it. They do a wide shot where you see his leg is covered up by a bush. And I go, there you go. I've talked to my wife. I'm like, all right, he's going to wake up and his leg's going to be on. And here we go. And then you're waiting. And they don't show Patrick Wilson for like 25 minutes. <laughs> and, then, and he wakes up and his leg is still there. And I'm like, oh, you fuckers. Like, what a weird fake out. 
Like, ah. you, you got me on something that I didn't know I cared about. <laughs> it's so weird. That's right here. I have the scene. Uh, hold on. Here it is. Here it comes. There it is. Where we are. They keep doing these wide shots. You can't go anywhere on that leg. It needs to be operated on. Mr. O'Dwyer. Look at it. Look at it. It's right after this. Okay. Oh, shit. Right here. They per you, you can't tell me this is an accident. They purposely cover his leg up. You can't see it. It's clearly there to think, right, make yeah. you think they cut it off while he was asleep. Every shot is involving that bush. <laughs> like, this keeps right. going and going. Ah. Like, and then he wakes up. He's like, oh, and he keeps going. I'm like, God damn. Come on. I love the symmetry of the bush. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. This movie was fantastic. I, I gave it an eight. Oh, yeah, it's definitely an eight. I, I, yeah, I enjoyed the movie I first saw it. And um, still to this day, I'll catch it and watch it if it's on. Like, you know, you know it's one of those movies where you're like, oh, Bone Tomahawk. I haven't seen this in a while. I'll no, yeah. visit this for a minute. You know, watch the whole damn thing. Now that I've seen it, I will definitely do that. But I was, like, so reluctant because you know how I hate those just miserable for the sake of being miserable movies? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that's what this was going to be. Because it, it, just, yeah. it looks like that from the outside looking in. Like, it just looks like it would, yeah, it's a Western, but then it gets very brutal. And I'm like, they're not going to care about their characters. And this, right. and then that was not what happened here. It was so well shot and so well acted and like care taken in these characters. And they don't just fuck, yeah. he doesn't just fuck them over in the script just for the sake of shock value. Like, they get away in the end. And I was waiting for the end where they arrive at home and then the, the guy pops out because one gets away and then, ah, and he kills him. But no, they just, credits, here you go. Yeah. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, at the time when they were all doing that, um, it's Marvel's fault. They're all post-credit sequences. No, I thought that was going to be before the credits. It's good. Like, Bone Talk, uh, the, Kurt Russell, you cut to Kurt Russell and, He's he's in the pit with a thousand of them going no, and they're all eating him at the same time. Oh, the, and they take his heart, and there's a big monster one. Oh, oh, he's yeah. the big bad guy for the yeah, next like, one. Some, yeah, none of that. He's the god. He's the monster. It just god, yeah. they get away. We don't need to know if they survive the trip back. That's not the point. Yeah, doesn't matter. I, we assume yeah. they do because he has proven at this point he's a survivor and he's gonna yeah. make it home. That's all you need to know. We're out of here. Perfect ending. Per really a very, very well-made movie. And I was like, God damn, I wish I didn't wait so long to watch that. But it was it was the reluctance of just negative, you know, those movies that are so negative all the time. And oh, I was like, yeah. oh, God. But this is a fantastic fucking movie, and I, I wish I didn't wait so long. Um. I was oh god, what was the thing I was gonna mention? Should, I, should we move on to the next or? Yeah, let's well, move on to the next. I had one more note and I can't remember what it was. It's it's escaping my brain. I just can't believe uh, uh, Brawl's your number one. That's good. I like Brawl, but yeah, I always felt like Bone Talk was a little bit more 
was a little bit more legit, and this one was more grindhousey. Yeah, slut, sleazy, slut, you know, slutty, dirty, slut, <laughs> it's a slutty song. cousin. I will say, I finished Bone Tomahawk, and I was like, that was fucking fantastic. I love that yeah. movie. And immediately, because I was watching a Bone Tomahawk on Hulu. So, by the way, I got a good laugh because Lily Simmons is fucking riding Patrick Wilson, you know, in the beginning. She's like, mm, and he's like, right, yeah, let's yeah, do yeah, this yeah. right. And she's like, is that a critique on my my moves? And he goes, no, just credit. It goes to commercials. And I was like, are you doing commercials in the yeah. middle of a sex scene? <laughs> and it cuts back and he flips her over and fucks her there. But I'm like, what a weird spot for commercials. That is weird. Yeah. <laughs> like they did, and it's so weird to watch commercials in a very, very violent movie. Hulu is a fucked yeah, platform. Is weird. Yeah, it's hilarious. Hulu is good for great for TV shows because they have ad breaks. Movies do not, and it's so fucking awkward. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. It's so weird. But they only do like three, and they do it in the first you know, forty minutes, and after that, the last hour and a half, you watch it completely uninterrupted. So I'm fine with it. Whatever. Um, so I'm glad they weren't oh, like, yeah, you, you, he's not like, sawing his right. genitals and pulling the legs apart. And they're like, Hey, check out Rocky Xfinity new product. Yeah. They're not doing that. Hungry. Why wait? Why wait? God, he's eating a person. Can you, but anyway, it ends and I immediately turn on brawl and Cellbox 99. Cause it's also on Hulu. And I was like, you know, fuck it. I'll start it now. It's not too late. Cause I finished this in two nights. So I f- watched the last like 25 minutes of Bone Tomahawk. And then I was like, ah, it's so early. Put this on. Watched the whole fucking movie that night. That's a good sign. <laughs> I stayed up so late watching that's this a, fucking that's thing. That's a long movie. And I was like. That's a long movie too, yeah. Yeah, I did. It, uh, two hours, 12 minutes. They're both two hours, 12 minutes. Um, right, yeah, yeah. I couldn't look away. The whole movie. The entire whole movie. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it was about this. Vince Vaughn is so goddamn good in this movie. <laughs> I didn't expect that. He is good, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, I, when I first saw this, I was like, I'll give it a shot. I like Bone Tomahawk. And just, it was Vince Vaughn. That's going to be kind of weird. But he won me over. Vince Vaughn was so fucking great in this movie. He's badass. He beats the shit out of everybody. He's just, just such a badass brawler. He does such a good job of being that tough guy. He's like Bronson. It's like, this is the American Bronson. Thank you. I. That was going to be one of the first things I said is, well, Vince Vaughn is, is six foot five in real life. And on the poster you see behind us right there, I finally fixed our yes. names up above, by the way. I didn't realize they were in the wrong, above the wrong person. But anyway, um, he's six foot five in real life. And he's always been like, he started off as a really skinny, tall dude. Now, and then he became the big, fat, tall dude. And for this movie, he like started doing boxing lessons and, and got really in shape. Yeah. And I was watching him, like, I couldn't stop staring at his body. I'm like, God damn, he's massive. Yeah. He is yeah, a yeah. big dude. And he just, he just, he's, I don't know, it's a role where he just walks through everything. There's like, people shooting at him, yeah. and he's just walking that big, awkward walk he does. And, and, you know, that shootout they have with the two partners he's working with, and he betrays them. Yeah, and just yeah, yeah, yeah. mows them down with a gun yeah. and then gets arrested and just, he just like keeps walking toward the next thing, whatever that awful next thing is, is the best way I can describe this movie. He just keeps moving. Yeah. It's it's it is Dante's Inferno because he's just marching right, toward the next level of hell. Yeah, 
He's just going, and he's he's got his reasons, and we know what they are in the movie. And in, in the in Dante's Inferno, you know what they are. But it in the end, it's just I'm 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 a convicted man, uh, and I'm gonna go through this to get what I want, what I need, right. what's yeah. the right thing for my life. And he just keeps walking, literally walking, from one scene to the next awful scene. <laughs> like, yeah, and he doesn't stop. I, I thought it was going to be a really slow progression because it takes like 45 minutes for him to even get arrested. And then when, yeah. for a movie called Cell Brawl and Cell Block, you're like, he gets arrested. And you see yeah. the poster and it, like, right behind us, it's right, his, his head in front of a, you know, the, the, the chart. He clearly gets arrested. He's in an orange jumpsuit. And it's, I want to. Uh, and the only reason, the only reason he, and that's the one scene that I, that I always like is when he kills that cop accidentally. And he knows he did it accidentally. And he knows he's done. He knows that was the end of it. Because remember that scene where he, he he slams the cop's head in the door and it kills him. He didn't mean to do it because he went too hard. And he was like, and he knows that's his death sentence. He knows he's not getting out of there alive. Car door, which one? The, the prison door. We kills the oh, prison, yeah, yeah, yeah. prison guard. No, no, yeah, yeah. And the, John John Johnson, the, the whiny like, I'll guy. Kill you now, boy. I'll kill you now. You killed my man. Yeah, and no, like, it's he knows. I mean, thank he's you. Dead. That was his death sentence. Yes, I, I'm glad you caught that because yeah. he goes, "You stupid motherfucker," because yeah, he just he's ruined sick. his life too, and he knows that. Yeah, he's done. But he's not he's blaming done. him solely. Like, no. there's some responsibility yeah. there. Yeah, but he just and that's what I. For his wife I to be, survive, and it's all about his wife and his kid. Can I? Can I say this? And I'm going to completely mean it. I think I think Vince should have got nominated for this movie. I think that was talking when it came out. There was talk of that, but I don't think it was. No one's gonna fucking. No, but not gonna give a movie like this an Oscar. Nominate. You're not gonna give it to him. I get that. I know. But, but nominate. Gonna, they wouldn't do that anyway. But they, go. They don't like Vince Vaughn. I, I think Vince Vaughn is kind of because Vince like Vaughn doesn't Vaughn. give a fuck about left wing Hollywood. Well, that's the thing. I, he's, and, he's an apolitical guy. He doesn't care. No, it's it's. Vince like, Vaughn he, is. They gave him shit because he shit he shook Trump's hand. At a Super Bowl, and he goes, "Well, I shake everybody's hand. I mean, I, I shook Hillary Clinton's hand. I met her. I was cordial to her too. I'm cordial to everybody. I, I don't. I'm not going to be mean to somebody because of politics. I, I'm just that's not who I am." And this is something I brought up when I was watching this movie because my me and my wife watched this entire movie together, and I go, "You know, Vince Vaughn <laughs> seems like one of those guys that seems like an asshole, but I've never heard one bad word about him. No, even Adam Carolla." Yeah. I used to listen to his podcast, and he used to live right next door to Vince Vaughn. He's like, he's the fucking greatest guy. He, yeah, <laughs> he, he'll he'll come on over. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, he's like, I'll go to Vince Vaughn's house, and he's like super nice. There's people over there, and he's like, <laughs> he just says he's the greatest guy in the world. And I'm like, I I so I was, I was okay. So I was watching I this, it. and I was like. Okay, I love Vince Vaughn. I already like Vince Vaughn. I do. I don't like him in it. I don't like the comedy yeah. season. Like, I don't like Wedding Crashers and, or Old School. I don't really particularly right. care for those. But I do like, I love... Uh, um, swingers. Swingers, thank you. I was blanking on the name. Made. Made. Uh, yeah, the the, made. the John Favreau yeah, movies. His early Because he's, like, best yeah. friends with him. And... Yeah. So that's, that's what I know about Vince Vaughn. And then I'm watching this and I'm like... Holy shit. Like, he's so fucking good right away. And I was like, okay, we got a problem here. Because I think I like this already more than Bone Tomahawk. Because Vince Vaughn is just, right, yeah, just yeah, yeah. It, 
like drawing me in. And yeah. then and then he has that scene where he, he gets fired and he goes home. This is right away, by the way. He goes home and he's Jennifer Carpenter is on the yeah, phone yeah. and he just pulls her out of the car and he's like, "Give me your phone." And he goes through it and she's like, "I have a cheat. I've been cheating on you for three months." And he's throws her phone against the house and that's that's clearly just Vince Vaughn throwing a phone at a house. And uh, it didn't look Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. It just looked real. And then Vince got, Vince is like, he cl- he's not going to hurt her, which you don't know the character at this point. So he's like, go inside. Right. And I was like, oh, he's going to call, yeah. think about, and he, he goes, like I told you, uh, we were texting and I go, he goes E-Honda on a, on a car. <laughs> he just starts yeah. punching yeah. the shit out of this car. <laughs> and I was like, I was watching and I'm like, that's just Vince Vaughn punching a car to pieces. And I did read after the fact that they did make it slightly more, slightly easier right. that he didn't hurt himself, like on the metal. Yeah. But I'm like, but that's still him really just beating a car yeah. with his bare hands. Yeah. I was like, God damn, he's terrifying. <laughs> so right off the bat, he's beating up a car and you're like, ah, don't fuck with Vince Vaughn in this movie. God damn. Yeah. He's, he's just a fucking brawler, bro. Brawler in cell block 99. So your comparisons of Bronson are completely accurate because I was thinking the exact same thing, but this yeah. character is way more interesting than me because he's not just wacky, well, right, right, crazy, right. wacky. Yeah. Well, because Bronson was a true story. It's a little different, yeah. but this is more of a, like I said, Grindhouse version of it. So it's going to be more narrative and you're going to have more story elements that work for a plot as opposed to just this guy's Dane's life in prison or whatever. With, and it's with, with Tom Hardy. And it's a grindhouse movie with a character you actually care about, which is so unlike a grindhouse movie. Like most grindhouse yeah. movies, you don't give a fuck about anyone. Right. Not, re- not yeah. really. No. But it's just it's you know, Vince Vaughn does a job for his boss and he's very loyal and they get money and he gets his wife pregnant. Right. Um, just to fast yeah. forward, because we're I don't want to spend too much time on this, but um you get to pregnant. They he goes on another job with two other guys, or sorry, three other guys, and he knows one of them is a junkie. Doesn't like him right off the bat, and it's a dude who's like really big in the movie, but in real life, you look at him, he's like a really tiny guy. I'm like, how is he? Her trauma. <laughs> he does like a weird Bane voice, Bradley. That voice he does is so strange. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been a while, but yeah. I'll play a clip. He has a line because Vince Vaughn gets out and kills a couple of those guys later. But I'm gonna play this guy's voice because he punches him and then he stomps on his head and then you hear. That's right here. God damn it! it, it sorry, it's gonna be hard to find the exact spot here. Ah. My condolences. Oh, it's just before that. God damn it. 15247. 152. Right here. Blanco. That. Blanco. He sounds like a superhero movie. Like a bad guy. But, uh, okay. So, to fast forward, if I could. He goes to jail because he, be- he has a chance to get away. But he's like, they're just shooting down in- these innocent cops. And they're going to. They're going to get arrested and like stupid shit. And he's like, all right. And he goes back up there and he kills one of the guys with a gun. Then he runs away again, jumps in the water, and the guy throws a grenade and it blows up in his foot. And then he gets out and he pulls. The only, the only complaint I had with the editing and the length was this one scene where he's trying to climb up the 
pole of the dock, and it takes him like a full mm, five fucking right. minutes to get up. And I'm like, this is a good spot to cut, right, yeah. honestly. <laughs> um, well, he likes those long takes. He does, and I, I'm like, I get why he's doing that, but like maybe start on the third attempt, not so much the first one. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get it, but my wife is like, holy shit, come on. <laughs> I was like, right. But I was like, all right. So he gets up there and he kill. He shoots the other guy and bashes his head in the car. Um, I don't know what cop you're talking about, by the way. He, the prison guard. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. You, you yeah, did. The prison guard, he, yeah, you he, did say that, and I. Yeah, you're he, right. He, yeah, he actually because he's using him as a hostage. That's way later. Yeah. Yeah, it's way later. But that's when he realizes that he's done. Yes. He's, okay. Sorry. I. That, that's his death sentence. He I got sidetracked and I forgot that. Oh. I understand right. what you're saying already. Um, because Don, Don Johnson is the warden. Yeah. And he has all his rules. and it's, it's his prison, but not really his prison kind of thing. Well, first he goes to minimum security, and then he gets in fights there. And that's yeah. all. You think everything's set up like it's going to be so fucking important. That the guy's like, you're going to be a boxer for me. Come on. You're going to be. Yeah. Bo-. And then he like does his daily routine. And then like day two, the guy's like, all right, come on back to the hill. And then. We already saw a scene where Udo Kier is like, we have your wife. We're going to kill the baby. The guy's going to snip off its arms, and we're going to send him to you. Unless you kill yeah. this guy in cell block 99 in this in this maximum security prison. Right. So he's like, he doesn't even say anything. He's like, okay. And he yeah. <laughs> immediately breaks that guy's arm and bends it backwards and breaks it. And, and then he gets to that prison, and Don Johnson makes him strip outside, and he just does it, and then he – Immediately has to get into the worst of the worst cell blocks. If he turns, he, he, it turns out. Yeah. Um, gets there. It's like Shutter Island, like the place where um, the Firefly was kept in Shutter Island. Yeah. yeah <laughs> where it's yeah. just like the darkest, deepest hole. <laughs> it's, it's again. It's it's uh, Dante's Inferno. It's just the worst. Yeah. Climbing yeah, to the center yeah, of yeah. hell to yeah. get what you have to get. Because he gets in there and Don Johnson puts him on a belt and it like electrocutes him. And it just keeps escalating. We're like, you get five shocks for every infraction. We're going to do them randomly when you're pissing, when you're eating, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then it, he's like, does anyone know where, what the fuck is the name they give him? That Udo Kier tells him the person he has to kill. It's like Craig, whatever. Yeah. I, I can't, can't even remember what the name was. Uh I think it's right. There's there's so many goddamn so many violent. This one has violent scenes throughout. This one, yeah, which is why I think the difference between Botox and this one. Botox is a slow burn. This one is like an action movie. It's like it's got set pieces throughout the movie where he's fighting various prisoners and and you know in the various uh, places. Of, yeah, like yes, yeah, it, it did. But also, I didn't think I was watching this and I wasn't really thinking. I wasn't like, yes, here we go. I was like, okay, what's he going to do here? No. I wasn't watching it like it was an action sequence. I was watching it like it was character development, which because it is, which is right. strange to see from a fighting sequence. Um, my wife was just laughing because she thought these fight scenes were just ridiculous. And I was like, ah. it's, a, it's a style. It's all one shot. Yeah, it's it all one shot. It's all no, stylistic. No yeah, it's, I didn't want to, I didn't bother describing why I liked him. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, He got his grill yeah. in his in his elbow. 
I don't want to play too much, but goddamn, I love watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps going and going. These fight no, sequences, and then yeah, no, I, this is a filmmaker that I, I just I like to see what he's doing next. I'm excited about what he's doing next. So I, I hope he makes a movie soon because it's been a while. But again, COVID kind of screwed everything up. It's so been six years, fine. five years now. Uh, yeah, his next movie so... is Hug Chicken Penny. Right. And I wish I was making that title up. Is there is there anybody attached to it or has it even no. started shooting or no? I might be able to see the preliminary cast. The Pangiric of an Anomalous Child. So he wrote the book. This is based on his book. Okay, yeah. But I don't I don't know see preliminary cast. Can I I have IMDB Pro. Why can't I, I okay, so I'll sign in there later and do it, I guess. Whatever. Um I don't. I, I don't know. I fucking love this movie. I still give it an eight, just like I did Bone Tomahawk. But it is a higher eight than Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, so you'd be like an eight point five to an eight. Yeah, it's like just above. But I did enjoy this one more. Yeah, yeah. Um, Why? Well, because it just the, the the pace is a lot better. It's quicker movie, and there's more to see. And both Tom is kind of dry, slow Western. But again, because this is his first movie, the budget is probably small, and he was doing yeah. it to prove himself. And this one, he went like, well, I can get a bigger budget, or somewhat of a bigger budget, and just have, you know, what I want to do with these violent action sequences and just do them. I mean, which is funny, because he didn't spend much money on the prison, because there's never that big crowd of prisoners. It's right. always yeah, yeah, four to five people. It's all at most one one room fights. All know? one room fights Great. with three yeah. people in there, one person at a time. It's all super subdued. There's not like a big grand thing, other than when those guys, when the guards come out when he first gets to that maximum security prison. Right. There's a yeah. couple wide shots of them with their guns. Other than that, no big. Even the trial was like, "You're sentenced. All right, bye." And it's like twelve seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. Seven years. Have fun. But you are right, though. When he gets into that spot where he has, he realizes he has to kill those guys because there no. is nobody that he's supposed to kill. He's there, just there to be tortured by the guys he betrayed and their boss that we met previously. That's the whole fucking reason he's there. That's the reality of what's going on. You're going to be tortured for seven years. Otherwise, we're going to kill your wife and baby. Seven yeah. years of that. And, like, after day one, he's like, nope, coming yeah. up with a separate plan. And he's so methodical because he folds his souls, the soles of his shoes and puts them in the electric tr- electrodes in the back. Yeah. Uh, and he comes out, and he's like, he kills those guys in the room, and he's like, grabs the boss by the leg and breaks his leg backward. <laughs> Fucking brutal. Oh, yeah. And he's like, great, yeah. Make the call. Release my wife. Release release my baby, and and then I'll let you fucking live. Otherwise, I'm gonna throw you in these rapists. They're gonna they're gonna rape you bloody. I think is what he says. Yeah, he's on the phone. Uh, right. <laughs> fucking brutal. <laughs> and they let her go, and then the one boss, the, the uh, did, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Vince Vaughn's boss just immediately kills the guy Udo Kier and the the abortionist doctor. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I think it's a more satisfying movie because it has the the brutalness. It has the reasoning. Like I I felt way more for his character than I did, you know, anyone in Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, that, that movie's not about that really. It's about survival in general. 
And this, you kind of get the feeling that Vince Vaughn knows he's not going to survive this at a certain point. And especially when he kills that prison guard, like you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. When he does that, he's like, fuck it. All right, it's over. Nothing I can do. Yeah. That's the first person he kills in the movie, other than the, the gangster that, you know. And the, the the thing that got him arrested. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. What's on my head? Uh, There's just two guys that he's he the reason he gets arrested because he comes back and shoots those two guys and one one of the guys he kills. The guys yeah. he, the guys he was working with. Those fuckheads. Which one of them ends up surviving is in later, and then he has to kill. He he he, not, he kills <laughs> yeah. that Asian guy and stomps on his head and drags him across the concrete. This movie should have been called Drag Across Concrete. <laughs> drags him across, and they show his skull, and it's all there's no skin there. It's fucking yeah. brutal, man. This ah. movie, he stomps on so many goddamn heads at the end of this. He stomps off Elazar's head. And it goes like down into the sewers. It's fucking brutal. I know. This movie's dis- I know. it's like right. disgusting, but you can't take your eyes off it. It's not just the sewer. It's like it's like the most disgusting open. It's like the fucking uh, cess or it's the it's the uh, cesspool to the prison. Basically, just where the shit goes. That's where it's, he bashes his head into it and he breaks it up with his foot, and then Don Johnson shoots him and kills him at the end. When when he had the phone in his hand. Okay, yeah. when he killed that guy, you're right. I, when he killed that prison guard on accident, because he goes, you stupid fuck. Because the prison guard just pops his head out and he shuts it like instinctively and he's like, oh, fuck, I killed him. Yeah. He, you know he's dead. He's not going to survive this movie. But when he gets on the phone with his wife, you realize he knows it, she knows it, yeah. and Don Johnson knows it. Yeah. And it's like this, the rest of that scene, because Vince Vaughn starts crying and you never see him cry in the movie. Yeah. And you're like, it, I don't know, it's heartbreaking, but also like not at the same time. Right. It works for it works in this movie. The yeah. The context of the whole thing, it works. You're just like, oh wow. And that's why so, that's why I connected to this movie more because there's actually like human emotions in this. Yeah. Which Bone sure. Tomahawk really doesn't have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's I'm trying to find the ending where it's just after this because he gets off the phone, then he stomps on his head. Should I show the <laughs> Headstone. I think so. Why not? That's the best part. It's not. Uh, uh, it's very cartoonish, almost. Yeah, it's very cartoonish. Because you don't see the head pop off; you see the aftermath. I'll give money to you. You won't. You won't. <laughs> he does. Don Johnson's like. What's going on in there? Friendly. I'm executing Eleazar. I still have. Exe- 25 seconds. 25 seconds. I watched this ending three times, by the way. Ah! <laughs> I told you, I'm, I was like fascinated by this movie. That's hilarious. This is going to be like in my top 100, I think, this one. Bone oh, Tomahawk sure, probably yeah. will eventually, but this one's going to be quickly rising the ranks. Wow, I, I loved this go. movie. Yeah. It's probably, I want to watch it again, and it's probably going to go to a nine. Right now it's an eight, but. Oh, Man, okay. I was I was impressed. <laughs> they say when a human head stays alive for a little while <laughs> yeah. after it's been cut off. Hope that's true. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> there is more because, like you said, Don Johnson comes in and he's like, "Are you done, Mister Thomas?" And he's like, 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then you see, like, uh, Don Johnson just hand in on his gun at his hip and just pull it up. And you're like, everyone knows what's going on. You, yeah. the characters, yeah. and you're just waiting. And you're like, and there yeah. he goes. He shoots him, and it's brutal. It's, of course, the, Craig Zoller likes to do the head exploding, apparently, because... Yeah. This one's not as funny as it is with Drag Across Concrete with Jennifer uh, Carpenter's head exploding. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you see that guy's dick is shot off, which means there was someone in the back room in, in Drag Across right, Concrete. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, they, they saw the, the yeah. trivia. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit, that's, that's uh, Oh, I, I paused it last night when I watched it. I was like, wait, wait. It was freeze framing. And I was like, and then I saw the trivia, and I'm like, oh, that okay, that's what I saw. I, I didn't remember the line. So I'm glad mm. I saw the trivia, but I was like, oh my God. But he loves oh, blowing up heads. Just again, that's the grindhouse effect. That's the Well sure, that's the thing. Yeah. It's that's fantastic. Are a specific genre. Yeah, and, and that's what like I said, this is what Rob Zombie should be. And he's just he's better at it than Rob Zombie. And the funny thing is, he's more like Tarantino than he is Rob Zombie because Right, yeah. The difference between Tarantino and Rob Zombie is expert craft of delaying tension that's tarantino and rob zombie's just here's things and craig zoller is like right here next to tarantino with like delaying the gratification of violence or the yeah. gratification yeah. of of the scene itself right because he drags it out even though you know what's going to happen you're still waiting in anticipation and he drags it across concrete he the movies themselves, the runtimes are dragged across concrete. Absolutely. And holy shit, I can't wait for more movies from this guy. He's become yeah. like my new Mike Flanagan, even though he's not, well, not similar yeah, style-wise. But about his books. I, I'm kind of curious about his books. Yeah, I wonder what they're like. Yeah, read them, see what they're like. I know he's a heavy metal uh, artist. He has like a rock band. He's a oh, really? Band. He's yeah, like, he's like, I think he's got death metal or black metal or something like that. He's like a metal band. I can see that looking at him, like looking yeah. at his picture here. I'll, I'll yeah, show him. Band. Yeah. He looks but like he's kind of... really into vampire culture. He's like David Eggers. Look at him. He just looks like yeah. one of those guys that reads a lot of vampire fiction. <laughs> Here's a, really... the monster that is Jeff, Jennifer Carpenter. I really appreciate uh, uh, the... Um... The uh, Vampire Girl Chronicles of Anne Rice. Yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, it's funny because he looks like a normal. He looks like a normal dude. Yeah, someone you see but at Comic Con. Yeah, these movies are great. Just these violent these fucking great. movies. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his. I, I like <clears> him a lot. And that I'm kind of curious to see probably pick up his novels and see if they're because I'm sure they're interesting. But she's like like Nick Cave. All these musicians are great writers and great movie makers. Nick it's Cave like or Nick Cage? Nick Cave. You know I'm a big it's, Nick Cave fan. Yeah, with the proposition, and um, he did another one. I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but he did another one. I, I love good. Nick Cave. He's he he's what I listen to after we're done with our show. Every Nick single Cave. time I listen to Nick Cave. Red Rock. Beforehand, I listen to No Effects. Afterwards, I listen to Nick Cave just to calm yeah. out, calm down, and just kind of do my thing. And right. Yeah. I don't believe in an interventionist God. (laughs) What a weird... (laughs) I love him, anyway. I'm Nick Cave. I saw some girl at my old job that had a Nick Cave tattoo right here. Jesus. And I walk up to her and her boyfriend, and I go, 
I'm sorry, I got to stop you. Is that a Nick Cave tattoo? And she's like, nobody has ever recognized that. <laughs> and I was like, how? That's clearly him. Wow. He's not. A, he's a weird. He's a strange looking man. I should say. Yes, he is. He's very strange. He's a very specific looking man. He's like a Steve Buscemi. He's only not ugly. He's handsomer than Steve. <laughs> yes, that's what I. That's why I qualified it after. Right. Yes. But exactly. he's very specifically. That's Nick Cave on your arm. I'm not going to confuse that with someone else. Like, um, S. Craig Zoller. I want to know what the S stands for. Do I call him Craig? Do I call him Zoll- Craig Zoller? I think Zoller is a better name. Zoller Craig... is like a cool name of Zardoz. But Zoller. But do we just call What's him up? Craig Zoller? Zoller. I, I kind of want to ignore I the guess... S part because it's pissing me off. Craig, Craig Zoller works. Craig Zoller. Okay. I will say this. You are definitely on my radar with, with Jeremy Solner. You kind of remind me of him. The, the Green Book, the Blue Ruin, those kind of movies. Right, yeah, The yeah, grindhousey yeah. punk rock attitude yeah. toward movie making, but also right. you're very skilled at what you're doing. Yeah. And that's the difference between you and the Rob Zombie. Right. Um, yeah. The Robert Zombie, if you will. I, I, I know I like these kind of guys that just are doing their thing. They're not tri- – he had an opportunity to trim this movie. I'm oh, sorry, Dragged Across Concrete to trim that movie. To get yeah, in the theaters, that. and he said, no. No, it's my movie. So, like, all right, we're going to release it immediately. And they didn't, because he had he had a final cut. And they're like, all right, we'll release it this way. And I saw it that way. I, that's how I saw it. I, rent, yeah. I paid money for that movie when it came out. I rented it. Sure. Well. Goddamn. It's working for him. I don't know. I hope he does more. And I I think I think when he does more movies, we should review them immediately. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I feel the same way about Jeremy Saltner. I don't know. I like that guy, too. He has an yeah, interesting point of view, and, say, and he's good at it. I wanted to, I, I couldn't remember his name off the head, but yeah, Blue Ruin and Green Room, another you know set of movies that are kind of akin to these. Yeah, where they're just like they they're brutally violent, and they go down a path that's more character driven. You're just like, oh yeah. shit, and it's, it's it's more than what you think it's going to be. Yes, it's his his are more moody and like characters that are very flawed well, you, and, and doing their thing. But he always has a color title, right? Yeah. And and you know Craig Zoller's is is not as moody and, and and it's kind of just you're there for the story and if I don't I don't know I just, I I like we say this before I say this a lot but I like hanging out in his movies two and a half hours right. four hours I don't if he does a five hour cut of a movie I'll probably sit there and watch the whole fucking thing right because yeah. I at this point I trust him because he's three for three in my eyes I I loved all three of his movies right and. I'm looking forward to what he has next. He's become one of those guys. I'm just very excited to see what he produces, and I hope he keeps working. I hope he doesn't just start literally producing instead of directing yeah, or just writing because he thinks directing in Hollywood is too much of an ordeal at this point. I don't know. I hope. I really hope from more for him. The problem is going to be to tamper expectations for future movies at this point. That's always the dangerous pilot. Yeah. Well, it's like oh, some of my favorite bands, their new albums, and I'm like, oh, it's because my expectations are way too high. Like, well, that's that's the that's the problem. Yeah. That that's the 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 the, uh, the trick of being an artist. You got to wow them every time. It's what have you done for me lately? Kind of an attitude. I don't care what you did twenty years ago. What did you do for me last year? Like, well, I mean, it's, it's worse in sports, but it's definitely true in uh, in art as well. Oh, absolutely. Oh, sorry, what were you looking at? But yeah, so uh, 
Oh, no, no, that was all. Uh, but I'm going to say, do you want to watch that Die Hard thing? Um, you watched it. It's 20 minutes. Yeah. We well, can, I'm, 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 but do you want to give a synopsis of it, or do you want to watch it? No, I kind of want to watch it again, because okay. there's some interesting stuff in it, but I don't know if you knew. Because well, that was stuff that I was like, oh, that's interesting. Things. And, oh, yeah, the, the Jonathan Henslow, the Jonathan Hensley know stuff. About Simon Die Says. Hard. Oh, that's yeah. right, that's right, that's right. There's a, there's a Crow connection to Die Hard 3. Can you let me it know if, which if Crow, video Russ, this if, is? If Brandon Lee didn't die, Die Hard 3 would not exist. Is this top one? Uh, 20 minutes? Tell. Minty com- Comedic Arts? Yeah, Minty. Yeah, it's Minty. Okay. Yeah. It's from a couple days ago. I, hope I don't know if you want to uh, record this or take it off. Uh, um, we'll record, record a couple minutes and then... Well, actually, let's pause here. <laughs> Perfect time. There you go. What do you want to do next week? Oh, movie-wise? Yeah. Um, Give me... I'll look at the list, and I'll I'll tell you later. Okay. We'll figure it out afterwards. Go to LAWstudios.com. Check out the live... uh, There's a button there that says live show. Check out the schedule. But otherwise, we'll be back with something. Don't know what it is. Until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens.